0: You can find out more on my website, com backslash finding-home. The empty nest means that we have adult kids, which is an oxymoron. Adults and kids, how do we even navigate that minefield? We're going to talk about it today. And while I don't have answers, I have some really good ideas for you. You know, by the time our kids grow up, we have navigated so many parenting stages. We've gone from two-year-olds to five-year-olds to 13-year-olds to 17-year-olds, and now we have these adults, and we've we've had all those parenting challenges, and we've read books, and we've made huge mistakes, and we've done a few things right, we hope, by then, but You know, there's lots of of advice for all of those stages, but when I got to this place of adult kids, I didn't find near as much advice, but I had this moment many years ago sitting at church that defined me coming to this stage knowing it was going to be tough. I, at the, at that time, my oldest was 16, my youngest was six months, and my husband was in Bahrain for six months. It was right before um, one of the wars. And uh, I was there, you know, single parenting, and I was dreaming at the time of what it was going to be like someday when I had adult kids, and my pastor is standing in front and he I mean, literally, I'm thinking about that, and he starts telling a story about he and his wife and praying for their four adult children, and he said the sentence: "We find this stage of parenting the most difficult yet." And I literally, I mean, I it it's so clear to me that moment in my, in my brain, because I was ready to hand my six-month-old off to my son, who was scowling at the time, and run screaming from the church. I mean, I didn't even care what anybody thought, but then all the kids needed a ride home, and so I couldn't, right? I mean, I just, I'm sitting there thinking, wait, it gets harder, stop the train and let me off, because I can't do harder. I can't. And I thought about his words for days and his words just took my little dream. I mean, it was a well-formulated dream. It involved a white picket fence. It involved kids and grandkids coming for sweet visits. But in between time, I'd have lots of time to to write and to publish and my kitchen would stay clean and la, 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 la. Yeah, it blew that dream up. And now I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing that that dream went away before, you know, I found out in the emptiness that that dream was a hopeless mirage. But at the time, it just killed my heart, you know, and I've reflected on the moment in that pew so many times. And I've told that story so many times because it was right. It never did get easier. Um, and, and really, in some ways, it did grow harder. But here's what I know is that this trust given to me by the Lord to parent these human beings is not about phases. It's a lifetime commitment. But when we reach the adult stage, we have to find a new pattern because our old parenting habits will not work anymore. We are no longer the parents in charge. They are volitional adults and they get to make their own decisions, which also will carry adult consequences. And what am I supposed to do when they're making massive mistakes? Sit on the sidelines and watch? Yeah, you know, I want to make I want to make one thing very clear. It is great having adult kids. It can be very amazing. Um there's a new level of relationship possible. As they establish their own homes, it's such a sweet thing to watch them parent, to watch them grow in marriage, but it can also be challenging and confusing and just plain hard. I mean, we live on this side of all of our mistakes, so we have tons of advice to give. And, you know, a lot of times the best thing to do is to put duct tape on our mouth and not say anything, and it's so hard. And also, I just have to say, I found, interestingly hard, the questions that sort of hover over the relationship. As parents, are we still required to pay for every meal when the family, as a big family, goes out to the restaurant? If an adult child has a car problem, do we drop everything and run to the rescue? My dad has a great story about when he and my mom got married, 1960, you know, pre-cell phone. they get in their car. They're just so happy. They leave Waco where they'd gotten married. They've been married for, you know, just a few days. They didn't even really have a honeymoon. And they're going, moving out to Phoenix, Arizona, because my dad's going to go to graduate school and outside of Waco, an hour or two outside of Waco, the car breaks down. So he gets a ride to the closest gas station and he calls his dad and he says, dad, the car broke down. And his father said, wow, that's too bad. What are you going to do about that, son? And he's like, I'm calling you. That's what I'm doing about it. And he's like, dad, I I need your help. And my grandfather said, well, son, you're an adult now. You've got your own family to take care of and, and you've got to take care of these things on your own. I hope it goes well. And he hung up. And my dad was like, wait, what? And he tells this story now with a great deal of admiration for my grandfather's bravery, because I bet my grandmother was saying, are you kidding me? Let's go help them right now. But my grandfather said, we need to let him be an adult. And man, is that tough? That is tough. But what about when we see them making huge mistakes? and we are watching, or if they end up turning and going in a direction we could not ever have imagined, and we know the sorrow that that's going to bring, how do we help and deal with that kind of issue? Or are we even allowed to help unless we're invited in? I've been parenting adults for over a decade now, and I have to tell you, I still have more questions than answers, but but don't turn this off yet because I do have learned a few steps to this dance, because it isn't dance. And that's what you need to realize. It is, it's learning, adjusting, finding a new rhythm, finding a new beat, responding. And I have a few simple rules that I impose upon myself regarding um, conversations now. I don't, claim, I don't claim they're all correct, um, and, and if you have figured out any wise parental advice, please you know, leave some comments on the, um, I have a page for this podcast, we would all love your wisdom, me included. Um, we are all individuals, and so are our children, so good principles exist, and that's what I want to share with you, but it's going to look different in your situation. Here's what I desire, a long, fruitful relationship with my children, no matter how old they grow. And I will do what it takes to preserve that. I will not lay down my personal convictions, but I will not allow my personal convictions to, um, to break a relationship. If they want to do that, that's their choice, but I will always be there for them. And if that sounds difficult, it is even harder than it sounds. (laughs) But here are some ideas. Like I said, I don't have answers, but here are my ideas. That parenting adults in the empty nest, how do I create a warm environment that my children will be drawn to? Number one, invite them over, but nicely and with their favorite meal. Okay, so I am making fill in their favorite meal. I'm making beef stroganoff on Sunday. If you want to come over, you're welcome to join us. Right? It's not a I'm making it and you should come. You know, we'd love to have you, and leave it at that, and just say I. You know, all I need to know is for how much to make is if you're coming or not. It's up to you. Free. You are free to exit the building or come in the building. A family table full of the delicious food that brings back pleasant memories will draw adult kids like a magnet. Particularly if they're single and living off ramen, they are going to be so happy. Um, One time I I put out a thing, hey, I'm going to make family dinner for whoever wants to come. Um, What do y'all want? And I couldn't believe it. They were unanimous. They wanted homemade pancakes. Wow. Easiest meal ever. It was awesome. But don't, like I said, don't make this mandatory. We have no right to make any event or meal mandatory to our adult kids. Let me say that again. We actually have no right to make any meal or event mandatory to our adult kids. They are adults. That's what it means. They get to choose. I have put out a request now, years ahead. I would like to request for 2024 to be a Macias family Christmas, maybe we could all be together at one time. Because you know what, they're adults, they have married relationships, they have in-law families that also have requests for them. And so we need to manage that. We need to give them plenty of time. If it ends up people can't come, we're going to have to try a different year. All I can do is communicate that this is very important, this event, this opportunity, but they're still adults and they still get to choose. Okay, now I've put out the request. Hey, I'm making whatever for us at Beef Stroganoff will generally draw people. Um, You want to come when they come. If they come, particularly if they haven't come to a lot later, lately, this is the deal. Don't talk about controversial stuff you know they will disagree with. Laugh. Bring up pleasant memories. Don't nag. Don't sit siblings that like to poke each other, bite each other. Put them at opposite ends of the table. Put on happy music. Enjoy your kids. And here's the other thing. Do not say when they walk in the door, oh, well, I'm so glad to finally see you. Good thing I invited you. That's the only way you come by the house. A little passive-aggressive conversation will draw um, out the worst in everybody and will also not make them want to come back. So don't be a nag. Be a place they want to come Guilt. Okay, so now they're at dinner, say, and they bring up the thing you're really hoping. You're not bringing up controversial stuff, but they are. How do we respond to their controversial statements or when they tell you something that you fear is a bad decision or a shocking viewpoint? Here's your response. You're going to have to practice this. I have to come back and practice this a lot. This is how you respond. Really? That's interesting Okay, say it again. Really? That's interesting. That is how we need to respond when what we want to scream is, Are you crazy? You're not allowed to do that. Here's the deal. Sometimes they're just going for the shock value and to poke the bear. And I'm not actually calling you a bear, but kids know what our hot button topics are and they love to push them, particularly if they are a contrarian. So, you have to think about how you're going to respond. Really? That's interesting. And then here's another perspective. I like to think of these shock value statements as spy trips into the enemy's camp. I'm not saying that my kids are enemies, but they have an enemy, and so do I. And he would like to cause division. But if I just... Smile and say, Really? That's interesting. To their off the wall stuff when they share a shocking viewpoint or something they're thinking about doing or a crazy theology they're really considering. I know exactly what to pray about. And I pray. I will pray about that thing a lot. But if I'm a difficult parent to whom they want to say nothing that rocks the boat because they know what will happen, then guess what? I know nothing praying is a more powerful response to their craziness than my words anyway. Okay, I have a, a booklet. If you go to my website, there'll be a pop-up and it's it says a free book. It's like 8 pages. It's just a booklet and it's praying for your adult kids. And it has written out prayers straight from scripture of what to pray for adult kids because we need to be praying for them a million times more than we're telling them what they should think. In fact, we should never tell them what they should think. We should go and pray for them and let God tell them what they should think. Okay. So number three, we've invited them over. We've said, really? That's interesting. What do we say? Um, to those shocking revelations or maybe things we just observe or parenting choices or any other things that make you want to scream. And you really have some things you would like to share with them. How do you let them know that you would like to share with them? This is what you can say. Oh, if you ever want to talk about that or, or hear my opinion or some ideas, I have some ideas, just let me know. Okay, and then if it would, you know, be acceptable, a happy thing, then hug them and smile. And here's the best thing to do next, walk away. You're not asking them to ask for your advice right then. They might, if they really want advice, say, hey, wait, now what, what do you have? Um, But walk away, let them come to you. You're leaving an open door that the adult child can come and walk through and that's healthy, but beware if they ever knock on the door, don't make them regret it. It needs to be pleasant and not condescending. Even if you are expressing a different opinion, I mean, as long as you want to talk to them again, if they walk through that door and then you sit them down, put a light over their head and give them a five-part sermon, they're never going to come back. So remember, practice before they walk through that door. Really? That's interesting. And then say, this is what I'm thinking. These are my ideas. Leave it open again for them to talk further. Do not argue with them about what they think. Just give them your ideas and leave it in the hands with the fixer. Okay. And just in case, you know, as moms, we have fixed things for years, boo-boos, we've tutored math, we've helped, you know, with a problem, we have run to the side of the road to help them with their car issue. You are no longer the fixer of your adult children. That is Jesus. Okay, number four, grow a mutually beneficial adult relationship. It's really important to respect our kids. And one way we can show them respect is say, hey, you are so good at blah, blah, blah. How do you do that? Could you help me? What do you need help with? Fixing something in your house, something, you know, something on your computer or making your new remote talk to your TV. How about some advice from them? Some financial advice about a good investment or what about where do you love their haircut? Where can you get your hair done like that? How about their new health kick? We all want to feel needed. And that's one of the hard places of the empty nest is that we don't always feel needed. But your kids want to feel needed too. It feels just as bad for them to think you don't need them. You just want to fix them. So how about instead of us worrying about if we're needed, let's let our kids know that we need them and the value that they bring to every problem. Just asking for advice in a loving way communicates respect. It communicates that we value them and the expertise that they hold. So you can ask them, "How do I blah blah blah, whatever? How do how do I, um, how do I work with Excel? I'm having I'm having trouble with that." Or um, tell me about TikTok because everybody's talking about that and I don't know anything about it. What do you think about? Maybe economics, or I would not suggest politics, but any other thing. What do you think about that? And remember, have practiced before you ask that question. Really, that's interesting. Um, then say you could ask, "How can you teach me about that new um, intermittent fasting? What is what does that do?" Um, what could you ask for advice of your kids? What what opinion that wouldn't bring up the thing that makes you always argue? go to a different subject altogether. But it re- is a recognition of their adulthood when you do that. Your kids and your in-law kids have a variety of interests and talents. It is a fabulous relationship builder to join in with them, even if it's something you're not particularly interested in. Maybe your your daughter-in-law started doing macrame, and you're like, really? I did macrame when I was 12, and it's back, but it, it kind of is. And so you could say, hey, I used to do macrame. Would you teach me on African? totally forgot. Would you teach me how to do that? And then you go over to her house and you're not talking about any of the weird things they're doing in their life or the color of her hair or anything. You're just doing macrame and it's a relationship builder. You don't know what secret things you're going to find out that you get to pray about. Remember, it's foray. You get to find out things, you get to build a relationship and you get to know that person better. And then number five, you want to tie spiritual heartstrings. I think it's so important that we just ask our kids, whether they are walking with Jesus or not, can I pray for anything about, about anything for you? Got any prayer request? We need to talk to God much more, like hundreds of times more about our kids than we talk to our kids about God. Talk to the Lord much more then you talk to your kids about the Lord. Praying for my adult kids is a privilege. It's a holy calling, and it is spiritual warfare. I had years to disciple and train my kids, but now I have handed them over to Jesus. And that's hard. If you want to know more about praying for your kids, my book, Unceasing, is um, all about praying instead of worrying about our kids and very much dealing with this with this area of adult kids. It will give you exact things to pray. And it gives, it's what God did for me when he changed my heart about prayer and changed my adult prayers. It changed my prayer life. And I would love for you to have your, if you're finding that I'd love to pray for my adult kids, but all I do is complain to God and sit there and worry about them. Get the book Unceasing. It's available on Amazon. I am not their Holy Spirit. You are not your kid's Holy Spirit. Okay, say that again. If we need to say it out loud, say it out loud a couple of times. I am not my kid's Holy Spirit, and he can do a better job than I can do. I am not my kid's Holy Spirit, and he can do a better job than I can do. Getting prayer requests from them is a way to join with him in the work of their lives. I can partner with them and I can partner with Jesus, but I'm not trying to fix my kids. I have the prayer request of the things that they let slip while they were at my house eating stroganoff. I have the things that they might have communicated with me, and all there's left to do is pray, 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 pray. When you are sitting at home and you're mad at your kids because they haven't called and they haven't set, they haven't checked in on you for so long, when you do that use that as a reminder to pray for them when you start worrying use that as a reminder to pray for them also if you want that relationship to be healthy and to grow ask for them to pray for you i will i will let them know man i'm having an issue Today is a really hard day. I would really appreciate your prayer. I need to go talk to grandma about this problem. I'm afraid she's going to take it wrong. Would you pray for me to have the right words? Because they're adults and they can be praying for you. We want a good relationship with our adult kids. It's such a place of richness and love and hard, hard difficulties. But we need to respect them. And love them and invite them and welcome them and be a safe spot for them. And if they turn 180 degrees away from us and run as far as they can from us, I want them, if they peek over their shoulder, to see me standing there with my arms open, ready for them. It's not my job to fix their problems. Not anymore. But I know the fixer the Redeemer. I know the convictor of sin. I'm not the one that needs to convict them of sin. That's the Holy Spirit's job. He saves souls. But I can be an example of the father who, when his prodigal returned, runs to him with open arms and welcomes him home. I want a welcoming home for my adult kids. I want to be the home of open arms for them of warm meals and a happy table and a place they can, they can ask me to pray even if they no longer pray. That is a joy of a home with adult kids. Yeah, it's hard and we need Jesus to do it, but it's worth it. Oh, Lord, help us to see from the way you parent us how we can parent our adult kids. How we can still be a place of spiritual support, of prayer, of love, of acceptance, of not not bending over to what they want us to to lose our convictions on, but how to love them through those places. Lord, teach us to be long-suffering, to be merciful and gracious as you are, but to be Um, a stalwart pillar of truth with somehow still having open arms. That is impossible except in you. And we ask you for help. And we thank you for the example you show us. Help us love our adult kids and have a sweet relationship with them. In the name of Jesus. Amen.